I'm Tracy. And I'm Lena. And we love Healing Children. In fact, we're the co-owners and founders of Healing Children, LLC. And this is our podcast, The Bumpy Road to Healing, where we get real about what children need emotionally. And how best to support them. We skip the fluff. And get right to the heart of it. I'm so frustrated. Chad in my class, he has a switch. I mean, he has everything in the world anyone could ever want. And I really want a switch. And and, and I want all the cool things he has. Well, he has everything. Well, it sounds like you're kind of maybe a little jealous. Oh, I am definitely jealous. Yeah, well, but why? Like what? Because he has so much stuff? Yeah, he has all the cool things I wish I had. And mm-hmm. it's like, he doesn't even have to do anything. Like my mom makes me like save up money and then I can buy a cool toy or whatever. But he just gets, 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 gets all the toys and all the things he wants. So, so what do you think your mom is trying to teach you and she's not giving you everything you want? Um, how to be frustrated? <laughs> well, it might feel like that. But you have to look at Chad, for instance. Like, does Chad have friends? No, who would want to be friends with Chad? He's the most annoying. What's going on with Chad? Like, what's he doing? Well, I mean, he just, like, thinks he can say whatever he wants and Mm -hmm. do whatever he wants. And it's like he doesn't even care about any other person in the whole world. Oh, so 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 he's kind of hard to be around sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. so it's because he's hard to be around. Maybe that's part of the reason why is because he gets everything he wants all the time. Huh. You know, so because he has a switch, he's a jerk. Well, okay. Well, let's back up a little bit. Like, I don't know if we want to be saying that about Chad, but I, I think it's understanding that sometimes when we have boundaries around things, or if we don't have boundaries around things, we can be entitled. And if we do have boundaries, it can make us a better person. And it's exactly what Lena and I are going to be talking mm-hmm. about today. And I think it might help you understand Chad better and maybe not feel so upset that that he gets everything he wants yeah okay well you guys always help me so I I, I mean I'm up to listening I'll go get my cool pillow okay this story is kind of funny well it is (laughs) and I think as educators it's one that we kind of know all too well yes all too well where you have children who um, have overindulgence entitlement and overprotection. And we actually see um, the implications of that. We do. And I think it affects children's mental health and people's mental health a lot more than we realize Mm -hmm. Um, because it's hard to understand. Yeah. And it's hard to say like, you're having problems because you're basically given too much. Yeah. That seems weird. Mm -hmm. So So, let's let's talk about what entitlement means, because I think there's a lot of confusion. What is it exactly? That you and I are talking about. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what would you say it means? Oh, me? <laughs> I thought you were going to start talking about what it means. I can say what it means. Okay. So <laughs> one thing I think people think it means uh-huh. is kids who are rich yes. and their parents pay for all of their needs and wants. And if they get into trouble, their parents can find the, the best the lawyer. lawyer, pay the best mm-hmm. price and get them out of trouble that's entitlement. I think a lot of people think of it as being just that. Yes. Or you can think of the other end where mm-hmm. you have people who are on 
a lot of government assistance mm-hmm. where they get monthly checks, they get free food. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, you know, another aspect of people when they think about entitlement, they think about those entitlement programs. Yeah. Yeah. And so what you and I are talking about is a little bit more subtle than that. When we, what we see as educators, when kids are entitled is um, maybe their parents don't hold them accountable mm-hmm. to the problems that they create either at school or in the home. Mm-hmm. So there's not accountability to the problems they create, or there is not the expectation that they need to fix those problems no. that they create. Um, it can also be from children who maybe are very naturally talented and things come really easy for them. Yes. And I think we see that a lot as well, where we have kids mm-hmm. either intellectually and academically, their early elementary years, everything's easy, or they just learn things really, really easy and never mm-hmm. face any hardships and then start to develop a belief that things should be easy. Yeah. And they just believe it should be. And then when it gets hard, because life, there will always be challenges in life. Mm-hmm. They think, well, there must be something wrong with me. Yeah. And so we'll get into that in a minute. Um, Another way that kids can be entitled, and this is a little like the wealthy parents, you know, rescuing their kids, is if all of your needs and wants are met and you're not expected to give anything back, Mm -hmm. that can create an entitlement problem. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like what Francis was talking about. Yeah. His friends can do whatever, you know, he can do what he wants, play what he wants, gets the toys that he wants whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily set us up for life. No, because the world doesn't like that. And if we go into the world, believing that it owes us, mm-hmm. then we're setting, we're setting kids up for a lot of disappointment and we could be setting them up for some mental health problems. Yeah. Well, you can also look at overprotection. So yes. there's entitlement, like we've talked about, but the overprotection comes in from sometimes where we never want our kids to feel sad. Mm-hmm. We never want them to feel bad. We never want them to hurt or have pains or any level of discouragement or any difficulties with friends. Right. Right. And so we come in and we save them all the time. So for example, we had one young man who for some reason just was not doing any of his work ever mm-hmm. doing any of his work. He had parents who truly, truly loved him. Um, and we were working with him trying to figure out why are we not doing any of your work? Yeah. And so we we're talking to him one day and he said, you know, what's really weird is I got all F's on my report card. And then my parents took me out to dinner and out to eat to help me feel better. He said, and he talked about being very confused. That is confusing. Because you have a parent who loves their child. Yeah. Is concerned about them feeling bad because they have all F's, Mm -hmm. but doesn't understand the mixed message their child is getting. Well, and maybe not realizing that feeling bad about poor behavior can be used to help us change behavior. Yes. And it is a part of us developing character. Yes. And internalizing morals, values, and beliefs. And I think sometimes very well-meaning and very loving parents so bad they want to protect us from ever feeling bad. They protect us from feeling bad about poor choices and poor decisions, not realizing that they're actually affecting that child's ability to grow with conscious development as we've talked in other podcasts. Yeah. Well, and the kids look around. So kids, they observe things. They, they see what's going on with their friends. They see maybe they have friends who get poor grades and they get in trouble or they see that mm-hmm. the teachers are maybe disciplining the kids when they're either 
behaving poorly or getting bad grades. And then when they have parents who are rewarding the poor grades, Mm -hmm. it's, it's sending a message to that child that is saying, I don't believe you can handle this. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the intention. Yeah. But it can accidentally send that message. Like, so my friends are getting disciplined. I'm not, am I so weak? I can't handle it. Yeah. And you don't really believe that I can do better. Right. Or that I can behave better which can create a lot of depression. Mm-hmm. It can create a lot of issues. And, and I think that's something that you and I see a lot is either mental health issues can arise from mm-hmm. that, or they can be intensified because there's no boundaries or expectations around their behavior. Yes. You know, it's interesting when, when we create a problem and we have to go in and fix it and we have to be held accountable for it at the end of all of that, it always makes us feel better. Yes. And there's some maturity that happens with that. Mm -hmm. And I even see, like you talk about with mental health, like children who do have anxiety or depression or Mm -hmm. autism or other mental health issues, when people are feeling sorry for them and using that as an excuse for poor behavior or Mm -hmm. poor coping skills, I don't see those children getting better. No, I actually see that only their behavior getting worse. They become more sad. They become more anxious and more concerned and more worried and probably a bit more hopeless. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to me. I always feel better personally when I have self-control, mm-hmm. when I'm, you know, managing my behavior, when I'm managing myself, Yeah, it makes me have confidence. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm any different from anybody else. And I think kids are the same way when we have those expectations that you need to solve the problems that you create, because I believe as the adult, mm-hmm. you are going to learn from this experience. You're going to use those skills and they're going to help you with your future. When problems come up, you're going to know how to manage all of them. It's going to make you a better person. The kid ends up maturing and develops that confidence Mm -hmm. to go out and they see, I can handle making mistakes, fixing those mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I can see that I can then move forward. Yep. So it is entitlement is a very important thing to understand with mental health. And it's something that I think is a hard thing to understand. Yep. And if you understand that and you understand how that overprotection can actually make mental health worse then when you are working with a child, even like with my own children, mm-hmm. sometimes there is anxiety there. And I learn that, okay, I can't protect you overprotect you from the things that you're anxious about. I need to give you the support and encouragement to face those fears. Yes. And then I've been able to watch even my own children from the time they're young to the time they're adults, mm-hmm. watch and see how that's played out that they now as adults continuously face their fears and are successful Yeah. versus children who I've watched people not push them, mm-hmm. overprotect them, make excuses for them. And then I've watched them become adults. Mm-hmm. And then they have really, really struggled with being independent. Yeah. And nobody feels good being dependent yeah. when they're supposed to be independent. Yeah. And there is no easy answer. You're going to have kids that you do all the best things with and still have difficulties Right. Um, but we want to give them the best opportunity as possible mm-hmm. by understanding that we don't want to overindulge, overprotect, or entitle. Exactly. And I think if you're a parent who's listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. it's very normal when you're disciplining your child to have a hard time seeing them be sad. Mm-hmm. Like that is a normal way for a parent to feel. And um, we just don't want to let those feelings get in the way. Of doing of good parenting, of mm-hmm. holding a child accountable. You know, my dad had his, his own construction business and some of his employees would come in and sometimes they would say, you know, I'm really depressed 
And I, I, I don't really feel like working. And my dad would say, go out and work, earn some money for your family. You'll feel better. Yeah. And they always did. And it's sometimes it's those simple messages. We got to kind of get out. We got to start working. And eventually some of those things that are bothering us, we'll work through it. Yeah. So if you want to learn more about entitlement and how it impacts our personality and our character development, we do address that in our online training. So we can either watch our healing discipline, finding joy in working with challenging students, or we even have the smaller, the smaller training Mm -hmm. um, about the causes of misbehavior. And we do address it in that training as well. Hey, that was really, really good. Wow. You too. You know, so much about so much. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so did you learn something about that, Francis? Yeah. I mean, I think I learned, I really, really do love my mom. Yes. And it's good that sometimes she makes me work for things and I don't get everything I want and I don't get to play Minecraft five hours a day. Like I wish I could. But, but, you, but you do have friends. But I have friends. And yeah. I think my mom is really trying to help me be a good person and learn to grow up and be a good person like you guys. Exactly. Yeah. And, and to be responsible and to work hard and to have friends. Oh, yeah. I want to have all those things. Work hard, be responsible, have friends. Woo-hoo! And not feel jealous of Chad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm not jealous of Chad anymore. Yeah. And I feel kind of bad. I call them a, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We understand. Well, it's hard. It's hard when we think this person's getting everything they want and they're not even nice. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. You want to be a better person. And understanding this about Chad might help you feel a little bit of compassion for him because, in some ways, his life is harder. Well, Maybe I should go see if Chad wants to hang out and I don't know, maybe I can show him some of my ways and yeah. he'll learn to be good like, like me. That's right. You can hang out with Chad as much as you feel like, you know, as much as you want to. I mean, it's up to yeah. you on that. As that's long that's as your decision. Nice. Yep. As long as Chad is being respectful to you. I mean, I don't want you to feel like you have to do something that you don't want to do. Okay. I think I can do that. If you like what you're hearing and you want to learn more, you can go to our website at www.healingchildrenllc.org. On our website, you can read more about who we are. You can look at our online trainings. You can also look at our blogs on a variety of topics. You can see our most new and up-to-date podcasts. You can also engage with us in a variety of ways, such as liking us or following us on social media. You can even hire us to come in. Or you could email us or call us. Exactly. Make sure that you sign up for our email list so that you can get the latest information about what we have to offer, including live trainings in your area. Yes, so let the healing begin. Thank you for joining our podcast, The Bumpy Road to Healing. The Bumpy Road to Healing is sponsored by Healing Children, LLC. We are both educators and mental health professionals, which gives us a unique perspective on working with children, both in and out of the school setting, who have severe emotional and behavioral concerns. Our mission is for all children to be emotionally healthy, happy, mature, and responsible. 
As adults establish healthy relationships and appropriate boundaries, we believe that children are more likely to grow and prosper. When adults understand the impact of trauma, entitlement, disruptive attachment, and child development, including conscious development, they can better create healing environments for children. To learn more about us and what we have to offer, go to www.healingchildrenllc.org.